Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, intuitive life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. So good to see you. I met Melissa at a conference in San Diego, and we shared a house together, um, at, like a business conference. It was so fun. I was like, who is this woman? She's such a yeah, badass. Same. I had the same sentiments. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Been following you ever since. And um, yeah, you really have a, I've been so inspired by your, your belief. You have this fucking rooted belief that we deserve to be abundant and you're out there helping people understand that and clear out the stuff that keeps us from believing that we're worthy of that. A hundred percent facts. That's the, that's the work, right? Like I think a lot of people would love to believe that we live in an abundant universe, but actually, um, it living in here, like that premise and holding on to that is the work. Also the work is feeling worthy enough of all of the things that we could possibly have, right? Like so much of the society says that we need to work harder for it and that we're not ready yet or we're supposed to be perfect or we're supposed to have all of our shit together before we can have more. And it's like, no, you're worthy now. So like, that's the message. And I'm like, that's the mm. message. And if you'd like, you can have it in the form of dollar bills, whatever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> yes. So you said you posted um, a couple days ago, maybe a, um, an image that said something like you don't have to have it all figured yeah. out to make money. And I think that there's sort of, I, I sort of was addicted to that for a long time or had that belief for a long time of like, I need to be at a certain level or have my, my shit figured out um, career wise in order to be uh, financially abundant. And you were like, no, you no, don't, we don't have to, to wait for that. To this is something I have to tell myself all the time because I mean, it's kind of a twofold. There's like two parts of it. Sometimes I think, I'm busy wanting myself to be further along before I can have what I want. And I'm really mm. using, also I'm using the money as an excuse to have what I want right now. So first I'm like, oh, I'm not worthy enough to get paid for what I'm doing, whatever my magic is. I'm not worthy enough. I have to have done it for longer. It has, my website needs to look better. I need to be a better speaker. I should actually know how to get on a Facebook Live. <laughs> Like, you know, like all the things that come up and I'm like that, those, we put a lot of things in between us and making money because of feelings of unworthiness that just don't need to be there, right? Like in between my website or figuring out how to go live or like becoming an excellent speaker or whatever is just like my gift and the person who needs my help. And we come up with so many things in between those two things. And it's not, mm, there's a lot. And it's like, it doesn't really have to be a lot. And it's not even really about those things. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is using the money to not get what you want. Because sometimes we're like, 
um, I like the kind of life that we want, we're deciding that we can't have it until we have money when some of the shit that we want doesn't cost a lot of money, right? Like some of us are like, we just want to have stressful, relaxing lives. Like that doesn't cost money. You've just decided that you're not going to let yourself have it until you make more money. So as you can see, both of those things center around the worthiness of like, are, like, do you feel worthy to have what you want right now? Instead of creating obstacles to prove your worthiness to yourself. Even that gives me chills, but that's what it is. Oh my God. What did you just say? <laughs> creating obstacles. To Our prove worthiness to ourselves. That's so real. Like I have to become a doctor. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that was one of mine um, in a previous life. I was like, I have to become a doctor in order to be worthy of that salary. Mm. Like, there's no other way I'm going to be able to be worthy of that salary if I don't go to school right. for 10 years. I mean, obviously. I mean, this, that's what I was told, obviously. too. It was like, no, you're going to work really hard. And it's crazy because my first profession was as a registered nurse. So like, I know what it is to work 12 hours, like multiple days in a row. And like, I used to work ERs and, and I just thought, I remember like getting burned out and I was like, well, this is the only way that I can create the life that I want is it has to be hard. It has to be painful. I have to prove myself worthy that's what I was told and then I was like this sucks. <laughs> like I love and it's so yeah I love the work but it was like I was it was this idea that I can't have it now that I have to like I have to wait for it I have to earn it um first yeah. it's all, it's all in the future right Meanwhile, somebody's working a job that didn't pay as much but maybe living their best life enjoying their weekends and like not being traumatized by their job and I made it about a dollar amount you know I made it about <laughs> the prestige of the work right and how <laughs> that was pu putting that as part of my identity was how I was making myself worthy to have the things that I wanted mm. that's so good um, I had a couple people oh, send in awesome. some questions some really good questions um, but I ask, I want to ask mine yeah. first. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that sent any questions. Well, we're going to get to them. Um, so since you work in manifestation, that's a, a, a focus of your mm -hmm. work, right? Okay. So I had, I feel like I'm starting to really sink into the nuance of what that can feel like and the ease that that can have. But I've definitely struggled in the past, even in the recent past, with like manifestation being a thing that it's like this um, pendulum. And I can easily swing over to being too controlling and too attached to the thing that I say that I'm trying to manifest or th things that I think that I mm -hmm. want. And then swing over to the other side when it becomes, when I become just like totally hands off, like give, sort of give mm. up, like, okay, universe, you have, you have to do it all. And I'm curious, like, where do you find how that? Do you... Or how do you... Okay, that's hard, right? So there are like, okay, lots of manifestation teachers have different views on this. Like, I've heard manifestation teachers that teach that if you're really graspy in it, your attachment, like if you're really graspy and um, like pushing to make it happen, 
that that is like bad at manifestation and that like and then on the other hand is like you know if you are too lazy about it and you don't participate that's also bad manifestation and I really feel like the truth is that we've seen people manifest stuff doing both right like I've manifest I, I personally have manifested stuff being like I'm not doing this like can you get this in order universe because I like I can't <laughs> and then there's been other times where I'm like you're not working fast enough I'm gonna have to take this in my own hands and I think like you know, the judgment doesn't help with any of it. So I figure, like, fuck judging myself for doing either one of those. I think the most useful thing that you can do, like, where what's dead center in the middle, is acknowledging, is two things, is acknowledging that you already have what you want already, like, in some shape or form. So, like, if you mm. want money, for example a deep appreciation and understanding that you have some, that it's around you, that it's available, that it's circulating, that it's in your, it's in your orbit is a good place to call it in from a place of like mm. gratitude that it already like, you want more money, but you have money as opposed to, I don't have any money. I want money. Right. And I also think, so, and that works for like everything, right? Like if you want to call in love in your life, the best place to call in more love is from the place of acknowledging all the love that you already have in your life right now, right? Like you basically are aligning yourself with that energy, that vibration, you're matching it and you won't, like it's an automatic thing. You won't be able to help yourself from calling in more. And I feel like love is a beautiful example of that because when you show up lovingly in your relationships that you already have, your friendships, your family, in all the places that you can, you're going to call in more love, like in all sorts of shapes and sizes and forms, because you're radiating it. And people who want to love are going to see you and they're going to be like, love, I want yay, yay, more of that. So I think the, the middle is Find, like looking for the places where you already have what you want in some shape or form and having gratitude for it. So like you're calling it in from knowing I already have that. I just need, I just want to call in more. Mm. And then not being attached to what that looks like or how it comes or when it comes. Well, I like to say, cause you know, having a plan is nice and all, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I would like yeah. to say that I really want to give, the universe I really want to give God permission to let it show up in the way that it, it can because generally I find like the universe has better ideas than I do I think I have really great ideas until something else happens and it's faster and it's through this person that I didn't even know and I just met them and I'm like whoa I couldn't have planned that ever I couldn't have I couldn't have I couldn't have asked for this path you know and so I think the focus then when you're like, um, you want it to happen a certain way is to kind of get really clear on what you want and why that's way more important than how it's going to happen. Ooh. So, I mean, and just keep, keep playing in that energy, keep appreciating yeah. it, how it is showing up in your life. I mean, I, I had someone show no. up to a workshop once and she shared that she really wanted to do work abroad like she just wanted to do volunteer work abroad she wanted to see the world and 
it was something she dreamed of and someone else in it was a manifestation workshop someone else in the workshop worked with an organization who did this and was like very aligned and she's sharing and he's like oh i know a person they do something every year would you like to be and like she literally started crying because of like just how magical it was but i'm sharing it because it was like what a beautiful example of like she couldn't have she was going to ask for what she wanted. She was going to try to manifest it. And she was never going to say, would you please put someone in the workshop who has a connection to get me to what I want to do, like, as soon as possible? She would. So sometimes I think, like, having a plan is cool, but, like, there's a greater plan. It's probably better than our plan. So, like, knowing what you want and why is where it's at more than anything. More than yeah, how. Yeah, more than how like maybe releasing the how. I think um, a couple of years ago when I was starting my business, I really struggled with that because I'm like, well, where's my responsibility? Like I need to have a plan. Like that's the responsible thing to do. And so I kept trying to like create this plan. I felt, I kept feeling shame or I'm not having a clear plan yeah. um, or not following all those steps. But then it, the, having that plan and putting that shame on myself and forcing myself with all these steps that didn't feel good wasn't bringing the thing that I want wanted anyways because my system was mm -hmm. too constricted yeah so like what, what what happens when we're doing that is since we're not really aligned to our why mm -hmm. we um we like align ourselves to just the scarcity of not having it and we tend to create plans that act out that scarcity instead of making plans that act out the abundance so that we already have it, like from a place of already having it. So one of the things that I teach in my program is a ritual for like getting in alignment with what you're wanting to create. So like by the end of the ritual, you already feel like it's done. And when you're like in the like almost celebratory phase of like it already happened, I'm so excited, I'm so grateful that's when you decide what your next steps are going to be. Ah. And I love it because it's like, I tap Brilliant. into this future version of myself. She's wiser than me. She's like feeling fulfilled and aligned. And I feel like she's several steps ahead of me, this person that I'm like doing the ritual to step into and embody. And she tells me, it's like she's saying it from backward. Like she's like, hey, the next step is this. And so I, I get aligned to her and listen to what she thinks, that version of me, it's me, <laughs> thinks the next step is versus letting my, the part of me that's like, how do I make this happen? Decide what's next. Well, as soon as you said that, my sister's like, <laughs> exactly. How do I make this happen? No, oh. for real. Like, <laughs> It's like too much responsibility. Like I don't know all of the things that are happening in the universe. I don't. I can't orchestrate. I really all don't that want shit. to be responsible for all of it. Please, it's a lot. But we make ourselves responsible for all of it. We do. Oh man, something that I've been. Um, thank you for sharing that. It's just so good. I felt my whole body relax when you were talking about that, and it reminded me that. Um, recently I've really started noticing that as soon as I as soon as I feel start feeling stressed or like um like worried about something like oh money or I'll just notice that oh 
that is fear because I'm all I'm attaching again to that old belief that I have to do it mm. all on my own. And then I'll just remind myself and say a little prayer, but like, no, I'm not alone. It's there's a whole team orchestrating know, isn't on my that behalf. Wild, there really is. It's yeah. so crazy because I'm very like. Um, my mom was a single mother, so like, and I say that not because all single mothers are the same, but like, independent woman was a thing, you know, like get it done and do it on your own was a thing, and like I don't need anybody else is a thing. So like that's my first, that's my default is like, no, I got this. And it was probably just a few years ago, maybe five or less years ago that I came to a place of like, everything that I need to accomplish what I'm desiring is not gonna come through me, right? It's gonna come through other people. It's gonna come through connections and resources that I can't even fathom. And I used to say no all the time to help. I used to never ask for help. I still sometimes, I'm like, the struggle is real. I'm like, can you, Melissa, can we, <laughs> what are we doing? But like, um, just realizing like, I would say no, cause I'm like, no, I'll figure it out. And I was like, no, like literally God intended for the thing that you need to be in this person and that's why they're in your life and you're saying no you got this all like you're going to do it all by yourself but the universe actually is storing everything that you need to create what you're called to create in all of the beautiful people that are around you right like that's that's the value that we bring to each other and i and we're constantly mm. trying to do things on their own i'm forever doing i literally made a list yesterday of things that i need to ask for help with because i was like okay you're stressed out and it's because you're not having conversations with people you can ask for help you can get guidance on this you're trying to do it by yourself and i you know as much as that i have to do that as a practice i really have that strong belief like all of the things that we need are around us they're actually literally mostly hiding in other people that are you know good company to have and like good relationships for us to be in and that we're not supposed to have it all like that's why we need each other is so that that's why all of the gifts are in all the other people mm. yes oh my god i'm loving this I, conversation I, so much i love it too <laughs> i gotta I, i'm gonna get to some of these questions and if you're watching right now please uh, comment with if you have a question um thanks for watching yeah, with thanks us for being here guys um they let's see Oh, I was just going to comment on that last thing, which was um, a couple of years ago when I first started my business. This has been such a journey for me. Uh, <laughs> I feel like every year I'm just like a different right. human. Um, but I was like, I was working so hard. I, like, I had this idea of I had to have a successful business. And because it wasn't successful yet, I felt so unworthy of connecting with some of the people that were reaching out and wanting to connect. Or... I felt like I didn't have time for that connection because my because oh, I wasn't mm. successful yet. So it's like I don't have time to go have fun with you, new friend that I just met and invited me out because I need to focus on my business. And so I wasn't. I just ended up being alone all the time, thinking I had to do it all myself. So much I've pressure been there and, and stress. I like, sometimes Needless I find to. myself there and I'm like, "What am I doing here? <laughs> How did yeah, this happen again?" It's like almost. Like, oh. It's almost like the more I say yes, because I'll feel that need to like, oh, and then I'll remember like that connection is so um, uplifting and like nourishing to my 
soul that after I spend time with them, I'm like energized. I have new inspiration. They probably offered to like collaborate on something. I mean, I'm remembering us being together. Was it five of us? I only knew one Mm -hmm. person when I showed up. I only need Theora. And then by the end of it, we're like, let's go take on the world, ladies. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. being in good company and we're all doing different things. And yet the energy was like collectively, we empowered each other. But I've definitely been yeah. in my business with my head down. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't play right now. I can't like mm-hmm. be your friend right now. I can't even talk to you right now because I have to like get on your level. So I can't right, right now. When I get on your level, then I'll talk to you. Instead of acknowledging, like, if I talk to you now, you'll probably tell me how it happened. (laughs) And the whole thing will be faster, but. Or what if I'm worthy now? Right. What if I'm worthy? Yeah. Worthy now, obviously, because they're reaching out. But also, like, how, how much, how many times have I slowed my progress in an attempt to prove myself worthy? Oh, my God. That's. Batman question makes me cringe. That hit me a lot. Yeah. Um, should I, I'm going to uh, jump onto one of these questions that someone asked. Um, so someone asked, how is trauma and being in survival mode holding me back from manifesting? You're not alone. <laughs> That's all of us. I mean, sincerely, it's all of us because of like, we would love to think that it's like a surface level thing that's causing us to believe that we can't have more, but it's not. Some of the, I mean, some of the work that I'm doing is actually working with women who have what they want financially and because of survival mode, can't enjoy it they are too afraid Mm. like they've amassed it Mm. in fear and they cannot enjoy it in fear and all of it is just like you know people say scarcity mindset like your brain is thinking wrong like no there was probably an experience that you had in your life that triggered you to feel like you didn't have enough and that you weren't going to be safe and you weren't going to survive Mm. and it clicked all of the things that put that part of the brain on and it manifests in you not calling things in or having what they say is lack mentality, which it is, it's a, it's a way of thinking, but it's not like you just have the thoughts. You actually have an experience. There's something that creates that sense of lack. And so our trauma, our ability not to receive, I very much believe is tied to a trauma a trauma of either being told that you didn't have enough, that you weren't enough, or actually not having enough, and then having lived through not having enough, and then your circumstances change and you still have the wound. So it needs healing like everything else. Mm-hmm. I think um, it, it took me a really long time to connect the pieces between, I really appreciate this question, because I think it took me a lot of, a long time to connect the pieces between when I am having thoughts about, Ooh, I'm not going to be able to afford that. Oh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to um, move on to that part of my life because of the money. When I'm having those thoughts that are concerned about money, I'm like, Oh, 
I am now in survival mode. That is my brain being concerned. And now I'm in survival mm -hmm. mode. It's and it's just like, was really helpful for me to put those pieces together because now I can be like, I'm not doing anything wrong. No. That's just the program. Right. I can become aware of it and I can take a step back. And what were you going to oh, say? I, um, that it's just your ego, like desperately trying to protect you. It's like, remember that time we didn't have enough? Like, what if we're not going to have enough now? So I don't want you to spend on that because I don't want us to not have enough now. Like we didn't have enough before. So don't do that. That's really what it's doing. It's like just trying to desperately protect us at all costs, even though most of the time it's hurting us. You know, it's just like, it's mama bearing the situation. It's like, don't play right now. Yes, you've made enough money for whatever, whatever, but like, what if it runs out? So just keep working or, you know, don't spend that right now because, you know, this could change and that can change. So like, put it away. And sometimes mm -hmm. it does the opposite. Sometimes you're spending because it's trying to prove that, like make you feel like everything is okay. It, it is trauma. It's trauma. It's trauma. And it, it needs to be met with love and deep compassion. And then also a, mm -hmm. an acknowledgement that it's not actually, you know, the thoughts are not actually you. You are way bigger than the thoughts. The thoughts are just like something that happens in the atmosphere of who you are. Mm. That's so good. I have, um, oh my gosh, you guys, I love seeing you on here. Darrell, Matt, Colin, Dustin, Dorvin, Steven. Hi guys. Claire, Claire says, uh, I feel a lot of trauma passed down from my family on this one too. Deep love. Yep. Deep yeah. love. I think, oh, hi, CJ. Yeah, that was one, um, thinking that you're doing it wrong instead of having compassion. It's like yeah. noticing your travel mode and then beating yourself up for having those that scarcity mindset instead of being like, oh, baby, yeah. It's scary sometimes. Yeah, I, I literally, yeah. I. <laughs> I so inner child work I'm stuttering inner child work is like so important in the work that I do around money it's not even funny like we mm -hmm. have to reparent we have to go back we have to have conversations about enoughness with this little version of us that was told that like there isn't enough right or that they weren't enough mm -hmm. like deep love and compassion and I love doing the inner child work because it's so much easier for us to have compassion when we're looking at a small child. So if you can give yourself permission to see yourself that way, to acknowledge like it was a little version of you that first had the idea that maybe there wasn't gonna be enough through experience and to love on that. So like I, I go back on the regular and I'm like, hey, sweetie, like, don't worry, I got you. I know before we couldn't have this and we couldn't have that, but it's like, I'm gonna give you what you need. You're never gonna go without. I'm gonna take care of you, right? And I, ha I have to do that work. Like it's, it's very much like, it's very much the part of, I think nobody talks about that in the manifestation. It's like the, like, just make it come. Like, no, it's, it's fueled by a deep sense of love and compassion for yourself. I love that you gave a little example because I know sometimes inner child work, I've heard that term and people are like, what is that? What do you do? And like you talk to that part of yourself, like you, what you just did. 
So good question. Um, Such a good question. Um, so there is another, uh, another question someone sent in. And if you're on here, comment with a question if you have one. Um, the someone asked, what is the difference between masculine manifesting and feminine manifesting? I don't really know. Is that a I'm not sure. Is manifesting I feminine mean, inherently? I'm gonna say no. I I I really don't have any thoughts on that at all. Here's here's as a as a woman with a uterus. Here's what I think about. Like this is the this is all I've got on masculine and feminine energies on manifestation. As a woman with a uterus, I definitely feel like this incredible body that can hold two souls at one time. I mean, that's some epic shit. That this body can create that like literally here can do that. I'm clear that this body, if it can do that, can create all sorts of things, right? If, if this mm. capsule can create a soul and carry it yeah. and then and form everything that it needs to be, be, become a human being person, then certainly I can make a couple of dollars and a, va a vacation and like some love and some plants and whatever else that I want. Those are my only mm. thoughts. But also, like, men have the, they are, they participate in this very beautiful thing of creating life, right? And I feel like that's supreme above everything else that we want to create, like, money or, like, a human. If I can make a human soul, then I can certainly call in whatever I want into my life. And those are my thoughts. <laughs> On yeah. I don't cool. know, I don't really know anything other that. than I think we're all gifted in this capacity. And maybe it does look different. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. Um, I know that a hundred percent masculine energy. So this is like the yin mm -hmm. and yang, the light and the dark. It's not gender based, but I know that a hundred percent feminine energy is receiving, and a hundred percent masculine energy is giving. Um, and so I think I, I started to think about it in terms of, okay, so we're going to talk about sex for yes, a second. Yes, let's do that. I agree. <laughs> Which, that's why I called this Friday Freak. So I can talk about anything and I, I want. I love talking oh, about Jordan. sex, so let's go. <laughs> Great. Uh, this is about to get even more juicy. You know, when you are, I, whether you're a person with a penis or you're a person with a vagina, I'm sure you've had the experience of being the person with the, either being the person with the vagina and um, contracting when there's penetration and not being scary mm. and painful, or you've been the person with a penis feeling that other person not receiving. Mm. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about receiving in my life in general um, and like using sex as a, a template, kind of, like the most. Yes. I can like relax my body and be present and trust and surrender the more I can receive. Oh my gosh. Yes. Physically and I think financially. Yes. Like how do how do I how does that translate oh to you and in, in So money? what I call it is financial foreplay. Because the thing that you oh. do for sex is like to have the best sex, I think it helps to be ready for it, right? To like prime yourself for it, right? Like get yourself yeah. 
feeling sexy wear the thing that always makes you feel like you want to take it off like whatever <laughs> like you know what i mean we can prime ourselves and ready ourselves for sex we can we can use foreplay to make it better to make it more deep to to like it's just like this beautiful unfolding and if we take the time and energy to prepare ourselves for it it's beautiful it's even more beautiful so when i think about that with money i say you need to do the same thing right like get yourself ready to receive it right get yourself in the energy wow. of it right like that's what the foreplay is for it's like a nice little warm up and i'm like do that with your money and how do you do that with your money getting ready to receive it for me what that looks like is matching the vibe of whatever i think that money is going to make me feel cuz like money inherently in itself is not like a like an energy that you can um just like it has to feel like something else. So like whether the money feels exciting to you or whether the money feels like freedom or whether the money feels like pleasure or play, mm. embody that energy. Mm. One. And then two, get ready to receive it. How do I say get ready to receive it? Like whether you need to create the container for the money to come through or you get need to get in the practice of learning how to say yes when people offer you things or if you need to um charge more raise your prices just opening that... all of the ways that when i say container it's okay. like yes you have to make it possible for it to actually come that's part of the foreplay right put the pay now put, button on your website <laughs> ask for it <laughs> that's one yeah. of my favorite things to teach in my program is um <laughs> is to like to teach women how to start asking for what they want i'm like well let's use the bedroom Ooh. as a as a as a playground for that like what happens in there do you feel comfortable asking for what you want do you feel comfortable getting pleasure but not giving equally in return like just receiving it without feeling like you owe somebody something and it's mm -hmm. like think about that how does it go are you doing that with money? Well, here's a very fun and luscious way for you to reprogram your whole mindset about asking for what you want that has instant returns. <laughs> and you don't have to, and I love that like, I, I'm like, you don't have to tell your partner, I just want you to like do a new thing um, and practice asking for what you want. Yes, of course you can ask for what you want in other areas, but I'm like, that is a very beautiful place to practice asking for what you want mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to receive without feeling like it's a tip, tip for tat or trade. Cause I know sometimes I just like to give and sometimes I want to just receive. And I was like, do you allow yourself to just receive or do you feel like you have to, are you indebted? You need to feel worthy for that to happen. It's a nice little playground. It's like friends, it's like friends invite you over for dinner. And they're and you're like okay what can i bring and they're like you know don't bring anything we've got everything covered and you're like i have to go to the store and buy dessert and wine <laughs> i will not show up and empty-handed it's like it's a it's a yeah. like, i don't deserve to be treated that is like and what a like pretty common way that we get super uncomfortable because generally yes. when that happens i show up with something anyway i'm like well yeah i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it, okay there you know there is some like societal like yeah it's a play thing to but, do but but if um, if someone actually says that and they mean it like 
we should probably take yeah. them up on the offer and allow yes. ourselves to receive. That your presence yeah. is enough. Facts. They want you there. 100%. Um, Jordan says, I feel maybe, so we're talking about masculine and feminine. I feel maybe it's two part masculine, two part masculine energy puts in out there, asks, does tasks, fem energy sits back mm, and receives. But yes. And as individuals, we really, yeah. we, we do both. Right. We do and both. we should yeah. be able to, I really feel like we should be able to do both without like separately, like if you're give if you're in a place of abundance, it's so much easier for you to give without needing to receive. And if you're in a place of that sense of worthiness and abundance, it's so much easier to receive without you needing to produce. Right. Wow, yeah. That's great. Oof, we're so addicted to needing to so produce. So addicted. Agreed. There's something you said earlier that I wanted to dive in a little bit to Okay, sex is just such a good, such a good. Uh, <laughs> it really is. It's template. such a good template. Um, and I kind of want to talk. There was something in there that I wanted to respond to. I think I lost it. So I'll just let that come back when it's ready. Um, I wanted to tell everybody that you have a podcast called Get yes. Sacred. And... You can find that through Spotify and mm -hmm. iTunes. Um, I would highly recommend checking that out because obviously she's such a, Melissa, such a wealth of that powerful belief that we just fucking deserve this. So. Deeply. Um, so look into <laughs> that. And then you have a free master I class. do. And I like, I'm going to praise myself for it because I think it's really, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. You create the masterclass and it's like to show everybody the program, but I'm like, I don't care if you don't want to be in my program, watch this masterclass because I think it's going to give you value and like change the way you relate to your worthiness around money. So like, even if you don't want to be in my, my program, take the 90 minutes and change your hardwiring about, about mm. the trauma, about being worthy to receive and about how to how to know what to do next. These are all the things in the workshops are all the things we talked about today, right? Like I talk about how to deal with the trauma. I talk about how to like get into a place of deep sense of worthiness so that you can receive because we really think we need to be doing the most to receive and it's like, "Oh my gosh, there's so many things available to you exactly the way that you are without you doing anything that you might likely be saying no to just because you don't feel worthy to have it." So like Go watch it and then turn all of the things that say yes <laughs> immediately after. <laughs> and then the last thing I talk about is like, how do you know how to take those next steps that are actually aligned with abundance as opposed to acting in a place of scarcity, which is like, you know, most of our to-do lists are like, how do I make this happen versus like, this is happening and this is the thing that I want to do about it. Hmm. Um, someone says, where do we find, Veronica asked where do we find the masterclass. It's on Melissa's website. And I'll post um, the website um, when I post this video in the, in the post. It's, how do you say your last name? Elysian. Elysian. Melissaelysian.com. 
Um, so definitely check that out. Darrell says, yes, both energies as a human without a gendered energy. Yeah, so we, we have both, is what you're saying, and we need them both. Um, you just said, uh, oh gosh, I should be taking notes because you say thing I want to come back to it and then I'm on to the next topic. Um, I forgot, I'm talking about masterclass. Um, it's fine, We're, we have no shortage of things to talk about. <laughs> Um, will you talk a little bit about what you mean when you call money sacred? Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. So, so first and foremost, I just think our lives are sacred. I think that we're sacred, period. This whole venture, this whole thing is sacred as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. There's not a thing that's not sacred. Everything is sacred um, to me. And I know that you know, it's not that I like everything that's going on. And I know that everyone doesn't really live in their sacredness, right? Sometimes they're not acting from a place of love or compassion for other people. And I don't think that that's sacred, but there's also a wound there too. I think we're all sacred. I think money is sacred because first it's energy like everything else. And second, living this sacred life, we've decided almost collectively that we're going to use money as a tool by which we do all sorts of stuff. It's not the only currency, but it's one of them. And if I take my sacred life and I use the money that I allow myself to receive to do good in the world, then of course it's sacred, right? Like, so I really did grow up thinking like, you know, money was going to make me a bad person and that people who had mm -hmm. money were inherently evil and selfish. And then I found mm -hmm. out like, oh my God, those beliefs have held so many good sacred people from doing good sacred things with money, right? And mm -hmm. so the more that I allow myself to receive, and this goes back to the idea of how I believe all of the things that we need to accomplish whatever we're here to do in this world is like, some of them are in us and some of them are in the people around us. Every opportunity that I give myself to be a um, vessel for it to come through, for me to create money and to redistribute it, I get to make it sacred. It gets to be sacred, right? I get to put it in the directions that I want it to go to. So I get to uplift other people. I get to uplift communities with the money. I get to do beautiful and good things with it. And I think the reason why we've got this pervasive notion that like people who have money are evil is because we've allowed that belief to create that reality. When we could just decide that money is really, really good. And then we would see lots of people go, well, money, money, money is really, really good. So I got a lot of it. So I could do lots of really, really good <laughs> things with it. Like, what if we did that instead? And I think that relationship to worthiness with money is like a is a you know the way that we were saying sex is a beautiful playground i think our relationship with money is a beautiful playground for our worthiness mm -hmm. not because the money is going to make you worthy but what happens when you sit when you know it and you believe it and you decide that you get to have whatever you want you might allow. and allow more you might not choose the money you might choose something else and that's perfectly fine. Like that's even just like, that's just as beautiful as anything else. But I think money is a 
beautiful playground for it. And so for that reason, I think it's sacred because of what I get to do with it. It seems like such a, like a, like a transformational portal. Like it's like some, it's like, like relationships are a playground, they're a transformational portal. Money is a playground, it's a transformation. It's like something that in life you get to fucking dig your fingers into and just make a lot of mistakes yeah. in and learn every, you know, look at it from this angle, look at it from this angle and learn from, I personally am someone who has to do everything personally learn from my own mistakes. So I'm, that's how I'm doing it. You're not alone. Um, You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my human, my, my human design specifically is like, you learn through your own mistakes. And so you're going to make a lot of them and you need to call them opportunities. I'm like, great. Um, but yeah, so I think money is sacred for that reason. Cause it is just another opportunity for us to like ex explore and expand our humanity and learn as we go. And that reminds me of a question that I wanted to ask you earlier, which was, I'm just curious of your timeline. So I, was read, I read on your bio that it was like, you said 10 years ago, you started on this mm -hmm. journey. And are you continuing even 10 years later to like pull back these oh, layers yeah. and- Girl, oh my gosh. <laughs> you didn't just figure no, it out? No, it's so time. funny because it's so funny because like just recently I shared a story of how I filed for bankruptcy like six years ago and I was just sharing the story and when I shared it I was like how is it possible that I never shared this story and then of course like because intellectually I know um, I didn't share the story because I was probably hiding this story or not even thinking about the story because there's shame attached to the story on one hand and then on the other hand I'm like this this is what we're teaching on a regular basis you didn't just like come out of the sky knowing this shit <laughs> like <laughs> i learned yeah. it the hard way <laughs> so so or not just the hard way but like hard things happened which is how i got right. this knowledge i didn't just like was born into a family that had money and now i'm like everybody money like it's so good <laughs> <laughs> everybody everybody is, look it's here like no that's not how this went down um, wait, am I, am I even remotely answering your question? Um, oh, oh yeah. just the journey. About your, your yeah. So yes, I'm doing it all the time. First of all, I feel like, you know, life is like this, you know, I don't think it's this linear thing. I think we spiral back on things as we grow and we go up and we learn things or we come back to the same issue and we're a little bit better at it and we kind of revisit the stuff. So as far as money's concerned, every time I like hit some new money thing, I I get checked. All of the scarcity is like wop 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 wop, and I have to do the work again because I'm freaking out. Because I'm like, oh no, no, well I feel worthy enough for this, but this feels like too much. So now I have to like check my worthy again. Um, mm, at a new level. I'm just I I'm I'm qualified to do the work because I'm insisting on doing it every day not because i'm like i've reached the holy land <laughs> that's Ooh. not it yeah. yeah because you see it as valuable and you practice it right every I, day literally right it's because i'm practicing it every day because i also know like oh, like man systemic racism and the patriarchy is real and 
yeah. yeah, I want to fight it in this lifetime so that I'm free. But I also understand like every generation is is on our shoulders, right? So like my work is busy. I'm just busy helping other women find their authority and they're worthy so we can wrap this shit up. Like <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Yes. Some of the stuff that we're some of the stuff that revolves around worthy, and it's not to say that doesn't happen to men too. Like everybody's harmed by the racist patriarchy. There's nobody who's not getting hurt by it. But some of this stuff, you know, some of the imposter syndrome, some of this feeling not worthy. It's not just your ego. It's also because a mass amount of people have been inflicting that existence and reality into your life. So that's the shit that I'm like, step one, let's throw generation problem. Step one, let's get rid of that trash. And then (laughs) like, and then, you know, some of the things I, I, I sincerely feel like some of the things I call ego are really just like some old white man that was talking to me in my head. You know what I mean? Like, not because that's how it went down in my imaginings, but I understand some of those thoughts are not just ego programming. Some of them are just the fact that I have been living and breathing in this reality that you know, has decided that I can make what, $63? I mean, 63 cents on the dollar? That's real. I have to unprogram that. Whether they're gonna believe it or not, I I don't believe it as true, but it's been my reality. So in a lot of ways, I've been programmed to live that. So I do this work, cause fuck that. <laughs> and that's, 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 that. and that's my like grand, so fuck that. So that's why I do the work. <laughs> And so yes, and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, that's so powerful. Yeah, because we, you are creating the reality that you want right. to live. You're like, I'm not gonna continue on with what you gave me or what I received as programming. I'm gonna program right. my own right. reality. It's um, crazy because where we, yeah. it's like it's not your fault. This is what I love to say. It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. Right? It's not mm-hmm. my fault. The fuckery is not my fault. Excuse my language. I don't have a lot mm-hmm. of words for it. <laughs> the fuckery is not fuckery my fault, but it. it's definitely my responsibility to do what I can for me for, so that it doesn't decide what my life is. Right? And I think we all have a responsibility. I think some people who don't have the same level of fuckery, it's their responsibility also to decide they don't want to be in a world where people feel like that unworthiness is a standard baseline for humanity. What's that? Mm. Yeah, we all, and, and as we do our own work, that's liberating the people right. around us because the way that we see other people, the way that we're interacting with other people, we're seeing them as inherently worthy. Yes, it's so beautiful. I think of every yeah. person, this is why I love coaching, um, every person that I coach, I'm not just coaching that one person, right? Like their daughter, their sister, Mm -hmm. their friend will be impacted in the way that their relationship changes in their worthiness and their relationship with money. Like, so that's worth everything, I think. That's a movement, I love it. Yeah, I just got chills. I think, so Jordan said, I love that. I'm qualified to do the work because I insist on doing it every day. Not because I've reached, that's what she's quoting you. Not because we've reached. Uh, Enlightenment. Some, yeah. 
level. Like now I'm finally worthy. I love how, how hard I laughed at enlightenment. I'm like enlightenment. Okay. <laughs> That's not it. I think, I think my coaching business has been uh, that thing. I was talking things earlier about you can sink your teeth into and they're maybe really uh, tumultuous and tough sometimes, but it's just like part of life that you get to mm -hmm. wrestle with. Damn, my coaching business. I think business, business does that. Uh, it's no joke. That's the battleground for that. I mean, I don't want to call it battle, but it's the workout. <laughs> the workout. Oh my God, that's so good. Okay, it's a workout. Well, I love how you share your everyday story. Oh. Like, you're not up there trying to be like, look, I have it all perfect. Now you can pay me. You're like, I'm in. Oh. This is real oh, yeah. life. I think I'm last doing. week I was like, therapy whooped my ass today. <laughs> Like, I'm just like, let yeah. me, let me be honest as possible. I just keep seeing my mentor showing up and being honest and real. And I'm like, and that's the thing that like the perfect, the perfect version of them doesn't cut it. I really need to see the, I need to see the book. Like, I need to see the messed up parts. I need to see the parts that like suck because then I can like, okay, the hard parts are real and it's fine. You know, and so I'm trying to be like, okay, this black girl goes to therapy. Everybody join in. Also, <laughs> and then I'm like, uh, yeah. and that was rough today. <laughs> and that's real. <laughs> and so I'm taking the rest yeah. of this few hours off to take care of myself. Like I'm gonna, I'm trying to be as real as possible and be transparent mm -hmm. through practice because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, mm -hmm. but like just because because of what we were talking about earlier, like we're doing it by ourselves, we're in hiding, we think we're not worthy, we think everybody's living room looks clean all the time, it doesn't. We, we think all of this stuff because of what we're seeing and it's like, I need a break from that. So I'm trying, I'm trying to participate in telling the truths that I'm courageous enough to, to do that. So thank you for seeing me in my dailies. It's so valuable, it's so valuable for me. I'm like, oh, she had that insecurity and it yeah, was okay. That's true. And she moved on. Okay. Then I'm, I, I don't have to like think the world's ending because I have an insecurity. I'm, I'm, um, Paige said beautiful role model. Thank, thank you, you, Paige. Thanks everybody for watching and uh, being with us. Yeah. It was really fun to all be together on this. Uh, perfectionism, this, this, uh, fun little show idea that I had, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make these weird ass um little images i'm not a graphic designer i don't know how to do that stuff and i'm gonna schedule out the next six weeks so that i have someone keeping me accountable and um it's gonna be super fun and i'm not gonna let the fact that i don't know how to do a facebook live get in the way success ditto i mean it only took me oh like God. four or five minutes to get in here yeah <laughs> we did it. We did it. thank you so oh, much oh it was my awesome. pleasure so much fun ash anytime bye guys Bye, everybody. Hey, love. Before you go, I want to invite you to join my program, Six Figure Frequency. It's for sacred women who want to align with the energy of six figures or more. Go to melissaalesian.com forward slash money to join.